1: Welcome to Elite, the unofficial podcast of the Elite Ice Hockey League. If you haven't yet, subscribe and download us through your preferred podcast provider, including Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple, and don't miss an episode. There's been some massive news in Glasgow over the course of the last week as the proposed takeover by TDL Media, fronted by Michael O'Rourke, was successfully completed, ending Neil Black's time as owner of the club. Then on Wednesday, Clan officially began their preparations for the new season by announcing the appointment of Jason Morgan as their new head coach and head of hockey operations. So who is Clan's new man behind the bench? Luckily, I know a man who does. Former Clan captain Matt Keith gives us the inside track on Jason Morgan as a former teammate and what the Glasgow side can expect. You're listening to Elite. Matt, firstly, welcome to the show. It's been quite a week for your old team with plenty of good news. What have you made of the, the wave of positivity around the club right now?
0: Oh, I, I think it's awesome. Um, obviously, to know what the team's gone through the last couple of years and, and uh, knowing that the ownership change was, was being talked about and, and uh, you know, that there's a possibility of it and then, you know, to have it uh, finally get settled and, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's great for the the fan base. It's great for, for, you know, the team, um, in the fact that now they've got, you know, a clear direction and, and, uh, you know, all the guys that have been working so hard, uh, behind the scenes to, to help with the, the transaction and to, to, while keeping the the team going at the same time. Now it seems like everybody's got a, going to have a good, nice, you know, uh, clear direction of of what their role is and and, uh, how everybody can help make uh, the Glasgow clan, you know, what we all think it should be.
1: Now, we'll get a bit more on the takeover a little bit later, but I want to discuss Jason Morgan. He's the new head coach of the clan. You know him well. Um, according to Elite Prospects, I think you, you your paths crossed at Norfolk Admirals in the AHL and, dare I say, the Chicago Blackhawks as well in the NHL. Take me back to your first impressions of him. What was what was the first thing that struck you about him when you met him?
0: Well, yeah, um, we did play together in Norfolk, and, and uh, the way it kind of worked was... Uh, When Jason got traded to Chicago, uh, Chicago had sent Billy Neiman into Calgary. um, And Jason came down to the minors, which opened up a spot for me to get called up. So that was kind of the first time I got called up. And when I got back, obviously, I I was a young guy. I was 20 years old. And and, uh, when Jason came in, um, he was an older player, a veteran. He'd been around a long time and, and had a really good track record. So for myself, I just remember talking to my two roommates at the time um, when I was up and they, they loved him. They were hanging out with him a lot. And he was very involved with with the team and, and with, you know, with the guys and, and kind of just a very good uh, leader. And so the very first time I met him um, was when I came down and, and um, he was exactly like they had described him. He was just a really good guy. He he was he was helpful. And and a lot of times when you're a young player, especially in a league, like, like the American league, um, it's not an easy league to play in and teams rely a lot on older players and they rely on guys um, who can bring that to the team. And that was something that that Jason brought to us. We had, I think 12 or 13 rookies that year. And, and when he came in, um, we had a really good leadership group and he just fit in seamlessly and, and, uh, you know, my first impression of him was exactly what it is now. He's just such a, a, a very good guy. He's a, he's a teammate first. Um, and, you know, he was willing to do anything for the team, anything that was asked of him. And, and uh, just a really good uh, role model for, for all the younger players uh, at that time.
1: That leads me on to my next question. I was going to ask if he was someone you you looked up to in the locker room, someone you could, you could lean on, you know, in in those, in those situations and games, someone you just said there, a role model, if you like.
0: Yeah, he was, he was. And, and, uh, you know, um, he came back, uh, the next year he was there and, and, uh, you know, had the, he just had the same impression and he's the kind of guy that I, and I remember we had uh, at the time it was uh, Trent Yanni was the head coach. And, and uh, back then he actually did it all himself. So he was the, you know, the head coach is him and his wife would, would cut the video um, after games. And, and uh, you know, so, so Trent relied heavily on that leadership group that we had there. And I know that uh, the Trent thought very highly of Jason, just because he, how he was, he was a professional, but he, but he, he was a big part of the team, as in, like, away from the rink. He was always um, making sure everybody was involved, making sure, you know, if, if guys were going out for dinner, whether it be on the road or whatever, he was one of the guys getting guys together and, and uh, making sure that everybody felt included. And, and um, yeah, for myself, 100%, just the way he took care of himself, uh, the way he took care of himself, you know, conditioning-wise, um, that was a big thing for me. And, you know, and that's why I kind of – I I just – Feel so strongly and, and I'm so excited when I found out that that he got hired in in Glasgow because I think that he'll bring a culture and and uh he'll bring a level of professionalism that that um is really going to be beneficial
1: there did he come to you for any insight about the city and maybe the, obviously it's a bit different now but the team you were involved with um to get more of an idea for himself about what he was getting into
0: um, well, we have, we've talked a little bit over the last few years, um, because I know as he's going through, you know, coaching, he's had success, uh, wherever he's been. And, you know, you can look, um, you can look on elite prospects and, and, and see some of his rosters and he's kind of, kind of had guys, I think, you know, kind of follow him around a little bit. And, and I know that, um, you know, uh, I was talking to Jerry the other day and, he said that uh, Alex Levitt had reached out and said, what a great hire he thought it was. Um, so Levy, you know, Levy played a long time. He played for a lot of different coaches and, and uh, obviously we know how good Levy was for us uh, back then. So when you have, I think when you have guys that are, that are willing to, to say stuff like that about a coach, I think that can only, that can only um, bode well for, for when they are hiring or in this case, obviously they, they hired him and, and, uh, you know, we, we did talk a little bit, um, before it and, and, uh, I did let him know after, after he got hired, you know, any questions he has, obviously he's, you know, he's got a wife and he's got dogs and and stuff like that. And my wife and I know that full well, how to, how to travel with them and, and, uh, you know, getting, getting situated in Glasgow. So I, I let him know if he has any questions to, to reach out because, um, you know, it's been a little while since we've been there, but, uh, you know, I, I, uh. You know, we still remember kind of all the things we had to do to get organized to get over there. So I'm sure over the course of the next little while, we will chat. And if he has any questions, I'll definitely be able to help him
1: out. If you can, are you, are you able to separate Jason Morgan, the man, compared with Jason Morgan, the teammate? Are you able to do that at all?
0: Um, Well, I, I mean, as far as separating them, I think that, uh, you know, and I don't want to get too, you know, I don't know, I want to seem like I'm I'm pumping his tires too much, but I think the main thing I can say is he's a good person first. And, um, you know, and then that translates to me, that translates to somebody who, um, you know, he's caring. He always cared about his teammates. He cared about what he was doing day in and day out at the rink. And I can only imagine that now, you know, being a coach, um, he's the exact same way, takes a lot of pride in what he does, takes a lot of pride in preparing. Uh, and you know and, and i'm i'm sure you know knowing him away from the rink and and how he lived his life even though we're talking probably what 18 years ago when i when i played with him um i'm assuming that he puts the same passion into into his coaching as he did you know uh to playing and and his everyday life back then so um as far as a separation i think the person he is uh would you know directly correlate the kind of coach he's going to be
1: now, you'd have seen the, the positivity from the fans um, when this news was announced earlier this week on, on Jason's appointment. In your mind, is he exactly the, the guy the club needs after, the? you already mentioned, the, the troubled couple of seasons the clan have had?
0: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, um, it's it's funny to think about, and I was thinking about this this morning, um, knowing that uh, we were going to be talking today, and, and uh, you know, I was only in Glasgow for three years, and... Um, and I know it was it was at the end of my career, so that might have something to do with it too. But, but I just have always felt such pride and, and such a connection to to the organization. And so now, when when I hear that you know they've they've hired a coach like Jason, um, you know it kind of gets me all excited again. It makes you you start to feel that that pride again of of, uh, of you know that I was once a part of that organization right and I know that when I was there we didn't necessarily win everything like we you know we, we got stopped short a couple times um but just as far as how it was when when I was there and, and a, a lot of the guys there you, you know you talk about Stefan Meyer and Scott Arson and Scott Pitt and um you know we had Fitzy and and all these guys back then guys cared so much about being a part of the Glasgow clan or the Brayhead clan back then, you know, it wasn't, uh, there wasn't a lot of indiv- individual uh, individ- individualistic type stuff. Right. And that came from Gareth and from Finner, um, you know, it was a very much a team first mentality and, and uh, we were all in it together. And, and I, and I truly think that that's how Jason's going to be. He's going to be a guy that he's going to go to bat for his players and um, I feel like he's going to build a really strong relationship with Roddy and the OSC and and we know we both know how important the the OSC is to the to the team and and um yeah I just think that you know I'm excited about it because I know how he is and I and I think that's a perfect um match for uh for Glasgow to have
1: and of course, it comes on the back of the news—the takeover by TDL Media last week, which was announced. So, you know, how much of a clean slate is this for the club going forward?
0: Well, I, you know, I, I can't speak too much on you know what what's gone on and and uh, what happened with with Neil Black, and um, you know, it's hard to follow from afar. Obviously, I've I still keep in touch with people involved in the organization, and and. Um, I know there were some tough times, um, you know, especially the last year. And and, uh, I think it's, I think it's important, you know, just, just looking at the fan base and you can go on Twitter um, and you can kind of read, you know, not, (laughs) it's not to say that when, when I was there that all the stuff on Twitter was, was all nice too, because we had our difficulties and and, uh, the the fans are, you know, they have the right to their own opinion. And, but I could just tell that, that, you know, there was a lot of unhappiness and it was a little bit unsettled and, and I think now with a new ownership, it totally is. Um, you know, you've got some really good people uh, involved in the organization with Gareth and, and Jerry and and yourself and and people who want to make sure that you know the the clan is is what it's always been. Um, and and you know, I remember back, you know, not to be rambling here, but I remember back in those you know my first and second year, even the third year there, the the atmosphere on a Saturday night at the arena, you know, the, the getting to see the, the OSC at all the events, the players being very involved with the OSC and the fans and, and really getting to know them on a personal level. Um, I know how much that means to, uh, the club and also the the supporters. I think that now with, with this, you're going to have obviously a clean slate, like you mentioned. And I think that's, that's important now that everybody can kind of come in, you're going to get a bunch of new players probably in there. You'll have a new coach. Um, and you're still going to have people that know, you know, what it was like before, and and I hope that that's that's what happens.
1: Now, the best example I can think of, we saw a club change hands like this was Cardiff Devils a few years ago, and we've seen what's gone on with them since when and what what they've won. Now, if everything can work out as everyone hopes, is this something that maybe Clan can look to emulate? Maybe get their hands on some silverware down the line if things go hopefully as planned.
0: Totally, I've I've said it. I've said it to you know um, people people here who aren't involved in hockey. I've said it to people who are, are looking to make a move and go play in Europe or go play in Britain. And um, whenever anybody asks me about uh, Brayhead or Glasgow, I said it's. I truly feel it's one of the best arenas in the league. Um, it's got great fan support. Um, you know, when I was there, it didn't there was if you needed something you got it you know everybody was taken care of very well um the the, the guys upstairs would bend over backwards to make sure that, that we had everything we needed to try and be successful so i think no reason especially now with the new ownership group the excitement um you know the the people willing to you know to put some more money in i saw there's something about putting a, a jumbotron in the Arena, You know, that, that's a big thing and, and that's going to help with fans, it's going to help the product. Um, and I, I, I see no reason why that, that team can't be successful and can't, you know, start to, to win win games and, and uh, win championships like, like the fan base deserves.
1: What would you like the
0: power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Now, it's been six years since you hung up the skates. and Nowadays, you're working as a firefighter in Vancouver. But six years on, you must still miss the, the ambience, the, the sound, the just being around the guys, you know, in, in practice and in game days as well.
0: Totally, totally. I think, uh, you know, and I kind of touched on it earlier, it's... it's you know, it, it has been six years and I know that a lot has changed in, in uh, Brayhead since I was there. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, you still have that, that pride and that, uh, that, um, you know, that sense of, of belonging to being a part of that organization. And, you know, for myself, I feel very fortunate with the job I have. It's very much a team atmosphere. Um, you know, you, you rely on each other to get things done. Um, and so I don't I don't necessarily miss the, the the hockey part, uh, but I miss being around the guys. I miss uh, you know, everything that goes on kinda at the rink and, and uh yeah, like, like you know, the camaraderie and the the, the, the ambience and, and, and what have you. It's uh definitely something I miss and um but I feel very fortunate to be where I'm at right now.
1: Now you joined in twenty fourteen. If you can remember, t- tell us about the expectation you had after signing for the club and how it ultimately panned out for you. If it exceeded expectations,
0: um, yeah, I mean, I knew that uh, that coming there, I knew that um, it was somewhere I wanted to be. Uh, I knew I was getting closer to the end of my career, and and uh, in talking to Gareth and Finner back then, um, and then I, I remember Scott Arson, who I'd played with before. I talked to him about about Grayhead and. So as far as expectations, I knew that um, I knew a lot of players in the league. Um, I knew a lot of guys that had been there before, um, and so for myself, it was never anything that I was thinking it was going to be. You know, any lesser of a league or any, um, you know, it was going to be any a step backwards in any in any way. I think when I got there right away i'll I'll never forget the very first weekend we had we had the aladdin cup against the italian team and you could just sense it right away how much the the fans cared and 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 how much finner and gareth cared and and um and i think that stuck all the way through you know you you take pride in it and 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 that that was what made it so much harder when we lost or when we weren't successful was that you felt like you were almost letting letting the fans down because they put in so much to it uh, to watch a successful team and to just get that championship and, and we were never able to do that
1: So, and of course one of the things you did in your time at the clan was you captained the club in the Champions Hockey League campaign um, against Vekwa Lakers and Ingolstad and you'll recall you went from that, that 10-2 loss over in Sweden to beating Ingolstad in the final game when I think back to, to those games and seeing them I, I just felt that the whole team just grew into that tournament as it went on is that your recollection of it as well? Totally.
0: Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think that 10-2 loss in Sweden was, was tough. Um, you have to keep in mind too, that, that uh, you know, those Swedish teams um, they would have been skating together, you know, for the better part of a year, they would have been training together in the summer. Um, and we had kind of just gotten together uh, a week or two before, and then you're into, you know, then you're into a game against uh, an elite team like that. Um so I think it was an eye opener for us the first game. To go to Ingolstadt, we held our own. We played a lot better than we did the first game. And and I think when when you get to that point, it was like okay, you get those first two games done. And we came back to Glasgow, had some time to practice, had some time to to you know to figure out what we needed to do. Finner, Finner made some changes systems wise and stuff. And then for us to go out and play the way we did, um, you know, the next two games I think was was uh, was awesome. And it, and it really just set us up that season you know it it, uh, got us going we knew we knew we had a good team Um, we obviously had quite a bit of changeover from the year before but at the same time um, they brought in some really good players and and some good pieces and and it set us up getting ready to go into the regular season
1: and does not making the playoff finals weekend does that remain your biggest regret from your time in Glasgow that the, the team couldn't make it over the line when it came to the playoffs
0: Yeah, 100%. I I think that 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 would be one of the top things. But to me, I think the the biggest regret was uh, losing the league the last week of the season in in, uh, our first year there. Um, You know, that was unfortunate. And and, uh, obviously, winning that regular season is such a a big thing. Um, You know, it's disappointing that that we lost it. But I don't think it takes away from anything we did that year or, or, uh, you know, being able to qualify for Champions League. That was a big thing. And um the playoff finals weekend i mean the three years uh in the in the quarterfinals. we just for whatever reason we just couldn't get over that hump and and uh, it was certainly certainly disappointing but um you know it's nothing i i dwell on too much i think that uh overall you know i look back on those three years and and uh they were three of my most enjoyable years playing hockey for sure
1: And I know you continue to hold the place warmly in your heart. You've said that all the way through this chat here. You've been back a couple of times. You had your wall of fame accolade. You were back for Matt Haywood's testimonial as well. You must be due a a return visit soon.
0: I know I'm going to have to get back there, but I think this time I won't be able to come without, uh, without our daughter Lola because she's seven now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know she wants to, to go see where she was born and we would uh, take her to the hospital and, you know, take her around where we used to live and kind of where she spent the early days of her life. And, and, uh, you know, I I know she's uh, she's proud to be born in Scotland, and when she knows that her mum and dad aren't, and uh, yeah, I think that uh, definitely we we would like to get back, and and uh, we'll see when it works, and and uh, when we do plan a trip over, we'll we'll make sure that the hockey season's going so we can come catch a couple games too.
1: And last one, Matt. We've seen some big seasons, big campaigns from the clan. How much could this be a big, big, a massive season for the clan? That word seems to be getting bandied about a lot just now. A massive season for the clan.
0: Well, I think it's you know what I, I think that it's just everything right now is is going so positively, right? You've got the new the new ownership group, and you've got a head coach who who I feel is just going to do a tremendous job there. Um, and now it's up to you know recruiting the right players and and bringing the guys in who are committed to you know doing the same thing that uh, that that we've talked about. Guys that, that want to be there, guys that care. Uh, care about the crest on the front of the jersey rather than the name on the back, and I think if they do that, and and knowing the players that Jason's had play for him before, and and uh, you know how he seems to have a good knack for you know finding finding good players, but also being able to to keep them and and guys that want to play for him, I think it's it's such a positive thing. I think that uh, we should all kind of be excited and and uh, you know to temper expectations a little bit. Um, obviously, there's there is going to be big changes, but at the same time. Um, fingers crossed the team can get off to a good start and, and uh, everybody can kind of be be excited all together as we head into uh, August and September
1: Matt Keith, the former captain of Brayhead Clan, now Glasgow Clan of course, discussing the recent events at the club. If you haven't, subscribe to Elite on your preferred podcast provider including Spotify, Amazon and Apple where new episodes will drop when they're ready We're on social media on at underscore Elite IH on Twitter and Elite Podcast on Facebook. So like and follow us and share which legend you'd like to hear from in the coming weeks as part of our legend series and we'll try and make it happen. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening and I'll be back soon with another great guest. Elite Hockey, Elite Listening. Bye for now.